0: On today's show, FCA avoids a strike in Canada, battery costs for electric cars are coming down faster than expected, and automotive executives take their turn on the catwalk. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily, the show for enthusiasts of the automotive industry. FCA faced a strike yesterday from its Canadian workers, but the two sides were able to come to an agreement at the last minute to avoid a shutdown. The automaker will invest $300 million to upgrade facilities, and workers will get a wage boost plus a signing bonus as long as they ratify the new deal. That vote takes place early next week. As you may remember, a similar scenario unfolded last month between Canadian workers and General Motors. The two sides also reached a last-minute deal to avoid a strike. In our opinion, that is just negotiating theater. Union bosses need to go back to their members and say they took it to the very last minute. The union will now begin talks with the Ford Motor Company for a deal with it. Securing new investment in Canada is sure a big win for the union. The country now only accounts for 13% of North American production. That's down from 17% in 2009. And since 2001, 53,000 Canadian auto workers lost their jobs. Battery costs for electric vehicles are plunging fast. And when coupled with self-driving or ride-sharing technology, the savings really start to accelerate for consumers. A new report from Bloomberg says battery costs have fallen from $1,000 per kilowatt hour in 2010 to $350 today. Although, we have to point out General Motors is only paying $140 per kilowatt hour for the batteries in the Chevrolet Bolt EV. Anyway, because of this, the cost of mobility is going to decline too. The study shows that by 2025, the cost of using a taxi driven by a human will cost around $2.75 a mile, down 3% from today. With autonomous taxis, the savings are even more dramatic. The cost could be as low as $0.67 a mile. And because of this, researchers say automakers will shift investment from developing internal combustion engines to software for autonomy. Well, here's a sign of just how much importance Hyundai is placing on its new luxury brand in the American market. It's moving production of two different models of its Genesis brand from Korea to the United States. Auto Forecast Solutions reports that Hyundai will move production of the next-generation G80 sedan from Ulsan, South Korea, to its assembly plant in Hope Hull, Alabama. It's also going to assemble a full-size D-segment crossover based on the same G80 platform. Production of both models will start in November 2019. You know, Hyundai has a history of labor unrest in Korea, and it may not want to put availability of those models at risk. Moreover, manufacturing costs between the United States and Korea are now about the same, especially if you include shipping costs from Korea. Still to come, the GMC Sierra gets an off-road variant, and Ford gives the Mustang more power. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems, advanced materials that deliver better results. And by Lear, a global leader in automotive seating and electrical systems. GMC offers off-road versions of the Canyon and Sierra called the All-Terrain X. And now the Sierra HD is getting it too. The new model is based on the 2500 HD crew cab four-wheel drive. And is powered by a 6-liter V8 gasoline engine or GM's all-new Duramax 6.6-liter V8 turbo diesel. The Sierra HD All-Terrain X comes standard with features like the Z71 off-road suspension package, an underbody shield, and an automatic locking rear differential. It also comes with unique trim features like 18-inch black wheels, body color door handles, and body side moldings. Even so, the Sierra also struggled sales-wise in September. Sales were down 8.5%, but they're up almost 2% so far this year. You know, here in Michigan, it seems like 90% of the time you hear a vehicle with a loud exhaust, it's going to be a Mustang. And looks like that trend is going to continue. Ford is now offering performance packs for EcoBoost and V8-powered Mustangs. A calibration kit for the EcoBoost engine bumps horsepower to 335. That's 25 more. Torque jumps an impressive 70 foot-pounds to 390. There are three different power upgrades for V8 Mustangs that provide up to 37 more horsepower, an increased red line, and allowing shifts without lifting the throttle with manual transmissions. We recently reported Ford performance sales were going like gangbusters, but Mustang sales plummeted 32% last month in the American market, and it was outsold by the Chevrolet Camaro for the first time in a long time. Coming up next they're too sexy for their bodies. Automotive executives are stepping out in style. Lear Connexus is the new application suite in vehicle connectivity, designed to deliver over-the-air software updates and more from Lear Corporation's eSystems, leaders in power and data management. Despite record sales and profits, the stock prices of car companies are stuck in the doldrums. Automakers will do anything to convince Wall Street they're actually attractive investments. They want to be viewed as hip and high-tech as anything coming out of Silicon Valley. And that includes their chief executives. So kiss those conservative corporate suits goodbye. The casual look is now all the rage. It started with Mark Fields, the CEO of Ford, who showed up at CES nearly two years ago wearing jeans and glasses and doing his best Steve Jobs impression. Then, when General Motors bought Silicon Valley startup Cruise Automation, GM President Dan Ammon made sure he was wearing jeans at the announcement. And the latest to jump on the fashion bandwagon is Daimler CEO Dieter Zetsche, seen here busting with blue jeans style at the Paris Auto Show. You know, they used to say that the hemlines on women's dresses followed the stock market. These days, it looks like it's got more to do with blue denim. One of the slickest features on the all-new Lincoln Continental is its E-latch door handles. The crescent-shaped handles extend from the molding just below the windows and at some angles almost seem to disappear. To our eye, it looks like it would be hard to get your hand in there with gloves on, but Autoline learned that The automaker already tested for that. Lincoln says it tested people in the 90th percentile of hand size with form-fitting gloves like isotoners and also tested thicker gloves as well. But it conceded that people with really thick gloves might only be able to get a finger or two in there. With the all-new Continental just hitting dealer showrooms and winter right around the corner, it's going to be interesting to see if customers have an issue with Lincoln's fancy new door handles. And with that, we wrap up today's report. Thanks for watching, and we'll be right back here again tomorrow.